Welcome to Behind the Post, a podcast discussing all things B2B social media, presented by Octopost. In each episode, you'll hear from creative social media managers who will discuss what really takes place behind social media and how they fuel their own creative process. Listen on for inspiration, tips, and secrets you need to craft your next masterpiece social campaign and engage your audience. Introducing your host, Olivia Messina. Hello, and welcome back to Behind the Post. Today, I'm joined by the award-winning and extremely talented face behind Team Purple's social channels. She's striving to make an impact with creativity, passion, and the occasional meme. Please welcome to the show, Helen Hope, Head of Social Media Strategy and Engagement at IFS. Helen, are you ready to go Behind the Post with me? Absolutely. Amazing. I'm so excited to be sitting down with you today. If you're watching it on YouTube, you could probably see the smile on my face. Um, I really admire everything that you are doing, and I feel like I've learned so much from you already. So I'm really excited to learn even more from you today. Um, So could you just give us a brief overview of your professional journey and how you found yourself at IFS? Of course. So I, I actually started out life as a, as a graphic website designer. Uh, so that's, that was my original out of university um, first job, which I really, really enjoyed. And I came from a background where I had a, a passion. I did fine art at A-level and I really enjoyed anything kind of visual, but I also like computers. So really for me, it was kind of bringing the two of them together. Uh, so I did that for a number of years and then I joined a small software company, um, which was, I think, just where, where it was setting up that, of the, the future then for me at that point but a small software company that focused on manufacturing. And I joined as a kind of marketing assistant. So learned an awful lot, did all the graphic design, but also learned, started to learn much, much more about a wider kind of marketing and strategy and everything that goes with it. That particular company was acquired by a slightly better known company called Siemens. Uh, So at a certain point in time, we were formally integrated into the, the Siemens software division. So I spent a number of years working as part of that team. And again, on top of obviously the beauty of being in a small company is you get to be really hands-on with everything. The, the beauty of being in a really large company is you learn how corporate companies are structured so that it enables them to grow effectively. So being part of Siemens really gave me the opportunity to understand the concept of a central team and regional teams and, and how they interact and work together. Um, and then from there, I was approached about a role at a company called IFS, uh, which I went obviously and had a look at and thought they, they, that seems really interesting. I had a manufacturing background. So I joined IFS about three years ago in April 2019 as their manufacturing marketing manager um, and had an awesome two years uh, doing that and definitely beginning to bring in more of a social aspects, what we were doing from our campaigns, but also what we were doing in terms of sharing content. And obviously that covered a lockdown in the UK. So that was a great opportunity to really leverage the power of social. And then that really led on to to the summer of of 2021. And an opportunity came up for somebody to come and take over the the role of the social media team here at IFS and really try and grow it. Um, And I was yeah, very, very pleased when they approached me and asked me if I would like to do it. Um, and the rest, as I say, it's not quite history. Um, we're not, we're not on it. We're not there. I've not done it for a year yet, but um, it's getting quite, quite close now. Well, I mean, we're going to dive into that a little more um, later on, but that is, it's so amazing and you're absolutely rocking it. So congratulations on almost a year. Could you just give our listeners a brief overview of what IFS is and the value that you are providing to your customers? 
Absolutely. I don't know how brief I'll keep it, but I'll do my best. Um, and I'll try not to keep referencing from a manufacturing standpoint. But effectively, IFS is a business. We're an enterprise software provider. And what we mean by that really is it's the software that enables our customers to manage their business. And our, our value in terms of what we enable our customers to do is to deliver what we have termed their, their moment of service. So the best way I can describe that is if you imagine everything that needs to happen in the background for you as a consumer, Olivia, if you're you know, getting your new iPhone or you're getting a new car or maybe you're flying somewhere and you turn up and your luggage is there, you can pick it up and off you go. That doesn't just happen by accident. There's a lot of stuff that's happening in the background when it comes to manufacturing, when it comes to scheduling, you know, where your bag is and, and knowing that information and for people to be able to manage that effectively, that actually for you to get that new phone, the moment you unbox it, that's really what we term that moment of service, because that means everything that's had to happen previously has happened and has come together, allowing you to obviously enjoy your new phone or whatever it might be. And, and that's, I guess, the best example of what we call moment of service. And I think you know, service and experience nowadays are so important to consumers. And I think if you have a bad experience or a bad service, even if the outcome eventually ends up being what you want. And for example, I moved less than a year ago. So I moved um, at the end of September and it, it was like the process dealing with the solicitors and everything else. It was, it was awful. I mean, yes, we got the house and we're in it now and we're happy, but that process, we kept thinking we were, it was going to fall through and it was just really, really awful. So actually I will remember that experience even though the outcome was what I wanted, it was not a fun experience getting there. And really, I think nowadays consumers want a good experience. They want to feel positive about something they've done. And so for businesses to be able to enable that, you know, our solution, which is IFS Cloud, really helps companies engage with their customers, but also empower their employees and really optimize their assets. So bringing all those things together to, to, to deliver that moment of service. Wow. I told, okay. you, I told you it wouldn't be brief. <laughs> No, no, but thank you for sharing that insight because I've seen that hashtag moment of service and I've always wondered what the meaning behind that was. And now I know. So thank you for providing that insight. Um, and I'm really excited to talk about social here with you because like you mentioned earlier, you have been doing this for about a year now. And that absolutely blows my mind because you are so talented at what you do. Um, so I have to know what are a few things that you've learned along the way as you've made your way to social? Um, if you could just chat about a few of your biggest challenges and maybe a few things that have surprised you, just share a little bit about your experience as you transition to uh, social. Absolutely. I've said absolutely three times. Now. We're just talking about linking words the other day. I said mine was obviously, but clearly I've changed it to absolutely. Um, I think big, well, I guess, the, the biggest challenge probably since taking over the role is really trying to raise awareness of the importance and the importance and the power of advocacy. Mm. Obviously, very topical for having this conversation with, from an octopus standpoint, but I think people don't think that they're, them sharing a post is valuable and actually it's hugely valuable. And I think Olivia, in fact, it was you that shared uh, the, the post where we, you asked people to comment on, uh, I can't remember what the comment was, but actually yeah. you shared it and then the Octopost um, main account shared it and the engagement on your post was streets ahead. And I, and I, you know, we are human beings and by nature, we like to interact with other human beings probably more so than we do brands, especially in the B2B space. Um, you know, I think, if you're a, if you've got a cool consumer brand, then maybe that's different. But the reality is, from a B two B standpoint, it's it's much it's just much nicer. I feel to to feel as though you're 
you're speaking to an individual and you're engaging with somebody rather than just a kind of corporate brand. Um, and so I think the biggest challenge I've, I've faced since taking over the role is really trying to bring that awareness within our FS and within our ecosystem to say, actually, no, it's really, really important that you do this and you get involved and, you know, and you share content and you share your own original posts because actually there's 5,000 people now that work for IFS. So that's much, much more than I or my team of three can accomplish just doing it through the corporate channels. And I, and I think that's really been the biggest challenge is in that kind of self, that awareness and enablement internally to say advocacy is really important. Actually, we've completely switched up what we're doing from a social standpoint and we're trying to think advocacy first now. A lot of the time when we're creating content, when we are sharing content, actually, let's get this out through our advocacy channel first and foremost, and then we can follow it up with our corporate channels afterwards. And that was a real mind shift switch, I think, from what we were doing previously. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's definitely been a challenge. I think other challenges is, is, you know, it's getting people to share what we call original content. Um, and I used to term this personal content and then people would look at me with, you know, mock horror of what on earth do you expect me to share? And it's like, no, no, you don't have to share really intimate information about your kind of life outside of IFS or, you know, anything like that. It's more around a post that's completely unique to you. You know, something that's completely original. Maybe it's a photograph you've just taken. Maybe it's just something you've experienced that week. Something that's not curated on the board that you're then sharing and you'll spin on something that's completely and true and unique to you. And, you know, obviously it's important to do that because, again, it's your personal brand. It's about you. Um, and so, again, just trying, I guess, to instill the importance of that into people. Um, and then in terms of things that have surprised me, I'd probably say... Maybe it shouldn't have surprised me, but actually it's the the amount of time I spend looking at data, looking at the metrics, pulling all of that stuff out of Octopus, kind of, you know, having it in front of me in different kind of spreadsheets and calculating various things using it. And it's, I think social media, from the outside in looks that, you know, they're being creative, they're getting to do all of the, you know, isn't that cool, creating videos, graphics, social, et cetera. But actually the baseline of that is really understanding where we can have the biggest impact, what's working effectively, what isn't, what do we need to change? And so I think probably the bit I hadn't anticipated was I probably spend far more time looking at reports and looking at data than I do, for example, looking at or writing posts or creating them. Um, It's really that, that data element. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is an analytical role. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, there's a lot of funny memes about, oh, social media managers just scroll social all day and they're just writing their little posts, but there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but what you were talking about advocacy, I can really relate to. I was actually just having this conversation the other day where at, for us, advocacy always outperforms what we're doing on corporate Um, And it makes sense, you know, when you're utilizing networks of your employees, you know, they have a much wider reach than just your corporate channels and people want to speak to other people. You know, when's the last time that you've had an actual conversation with a brand, with a logo? You know, you just, you don't really have full on conversations, but you have conversations with people. Um, And that got kind of got us talking and we have kind of shifted to... Um, this quarter really focusing more on advocacy and putting a lot of our content on advocacy rather corporate because again, it just performs better and you'll get more eyes on the content. And it's so much more authentic and meaningful. And some messages just make a lot more sense coming from um, an actual person. So with that, how are you continuing to tell the IFS story in a meaningful way um, with your corporate channels? 
So how are you, you know, still being authentic and engaging and, and really overall telling um, the IFS story? I paint my nails purple. That's how dedicated I am to it. No. I think that. <laughs> and uh, you can tell I'm not moving enough because the lights just go, go off in here as well. But I think from an IFS standpoint, I think what's really interesting is uh, what I really like about IFS as, as a company. And when I joined in my manufacturing role and when I speak to people about it, it was very much the culture and the people, you know, coming into a corporate company that's growing at a, at a you know, phenomenal rate of growth. You, you know, you risk losing that culture and that, that, you know, element of, of the business that makes it special. And I think they've done a great job of maintaining the culture, which I don't know how they've done it because it's got to be so difficult. But for me, I think it's the people that really make IFS and trying to make, you know, how do you share that effectively on social media? And, you know, how do you humanize the brand? Because I think, again, you, you made the point, Olivia, when you said, how often do you speak to a brand? And funny enough, we're having this conversation at lunchtime about Elon Musk and Twitter and the edit button and, and I was saying, yeah, that's probably one of my biggest, you know, anything that goes out on Twitter obviously goes out. If it's gone out with a mistake, it's gone out with a mistake and there's nothing I could do about it. I've said, but some of the best engagement we've had on Twitter is when we've had to follow up a post where there's been an error and kind of go, oh, whoops, our bad, you know, here's the link or this was meant to be on here instead. And, and actually people really like that because then they realize there is a human being, you know, it isn't just some kind of robot doing this. There's an individual behind the scenes writing these posts. And so actually that's when we've had some of the best engagement. And I think, you know, that comes back to this element of humanizing the brand and how do you make IFS you know, appear to somebody to, to be somewhere they want to come and work or they want to work with. And I think what's really, really nice, and I was having this conversation earlier on, is, is what's organically almost grown out of this is this hashtag Team Purple. And if you follow anyone on IFS, you'll probably see it quite a lot. And I think what's, what's really special about it, as far as I'm concerned, is this is not something that, you know, as a corporate team or, or as a social media team or, or anybody has said, this is going to be our hashtag. I mean, we have, you mentioned it earlier on, hashtag moment of service. That's our corporate brand, brand identity. That's, you know, that's what we talk about. That's how we talk about the solution. That's how we, you know, talk about the value that we bring to our customers. But at no point has anybody gone, oh yeah, it should be, it should be hashtag team purple. That's really grown organically from the individuals that work for IFS or work for our partners. They are using that terminology and sharing it and saying it's something that they're really proud of. And I just think, I would love to sit here and claim the credit for it. I can't, but we can absolutely look at how we can how we can hope to grow that and expand that. Because I think for me, you know, if I'm thinking about going to work for any other company, you know, or, or potentially work with them, if I'm going to go and look, you know, and potentially buy a solution from IFS or one of our partners, I'm absolutely going to go and look at, you know, what's the culture? You know, what are people saying about this business? This is someone I want to do business with. And I think... You know, IFS, we, we compete with a lot of very, very large vendors and actually our culture and, you know, the, the fact that we are nice people to do business with is actually one of the great things about us in terms of, of working with us. So the fact that that's kind of grown organically on social media, I just think is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I love it. And it really shines through. I can tell you guys have so much pride and I love the Team Purple and it, it's really amazing. And the one thing that I I have found um, when you were talking about like humanizing your corporate channels. Um, for me, when I think about how do you humanize, you know, leverage your employees. So using employee advocacy, but if you want to humanize your actual like corporate channels, showing your people 
that's what humanizes. That's what people relate to. And that's also why employee advocacy works so well. But if you do want to humanize those corporate channels, it's being human and showing the people behind your brand. Um, at any time you can, you know, be human. And even on Twitter is a great place to do it because you can be a little more fun with it. So I love that little story you told because um, it really works. And that's what resonates with people. Um, but I want to jump to your personal branding because your personal branding is on point. I love following you on LinkedIn. Um, and I just love all of the pictures that you show. And I feel like I know you on a deeper level because of the type of content that you're sharing. So do you have kind of a, a strategy behind it? Um, do you have like a rhyme or reason behind the things that you're doing? Um, could you just share a little bit about your process and, and kind of the whole meaning behind it all? Oh, I, I should have thought of something really deep and meaningful to say in terms of meaning. I think, I think fundamentally, I'm I'm very proud to work for IFS. That's what it comes down to. I know I, I like to share that, but I think I want to make sure it's done authentic, authentically. Um, you know, and I do. I'm a, I'm a definite oversharer of stuff, but at the same time, I see part of my challenge being to get people to want to do social media to want, you know, I'm not saying everybody needs to share everything that I share. I'm, I'm doing it to the absolute extreme. But the reality of it is, is that actually I can reach IFS people, but through LinkedIn. So it doesn't have to be, we've got an internal social media site, which I also use, but actually a lot of the engagement and interaction I have with my colleagues is actually done through LinkedIn. And it's still a great way to really get them excited and enthusiastic about what we're doing and um, some of the activities, you know, if we're doing events and stuff and you can get photos and bits based on that. That's really, really great to share because then people are aware of it. Um, but I think, yeah, I think the authenticity piece is really key, especially with COVID, especially with everything else, I think, you know, and, and also having, having, grown up you know I'll admit to my age now but having grown up where there was no such thing as social media and really remembering in kind of 2007 when Facebook was launched thinking what on earth is this and well you know and everyone was signing up so I signed up too kind of thing and and really being very aware of when it kind of the influencer trend came in and the fact that people are sharing a lot of stuff on certainly Instagram that's very visual and very appealing but it's not really their actual life I just thought you know what you've got to kind of share the good, the highs and the lows and, and make it real and make it authentic. And what I really do want, and I do want people to feel like they know me because I, I want people to meet me in real life and think, oh yeah, you, you come across like, you know, yeah, I, feel, I do feel like I know you and you're not suddenly really different. You're the same as you come across on LinkedIn. And I just think if I can achieve that, then I've done well. Um, and I also think the, the occasional bit of humor when done right actually does help people to help you stand out from the crowd a bit. And you know, I'm the first to say I take my job very seriously. I really do. But that doesn't mean I can't poke fun at myself or, you know, poke fun at kind of the classic things that people would say about social media managers or, you know, the reality of the panic of, oh, what profile have I just shared that to? And I did it the other day and I was trying to upload something to YFS and I uploaded it to my profile. So it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it, you can still make the mistake. So I think, um, yeah, I think for me, it's really just just coming across as I would, as, as I would be in real life, if you met me in real life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I had a moment like that last week at an event when I meant to retweet something from my personal Twitter, but I retweeted it from the Octopus account. And I had that <laughs> heart drop moment when my colleague text, texted me and she was like, you, uh, I noticed you retweeted our own tweet. And I was like, oh man, nope, that was meant to be for my personal account. Um, so I totally feel you there. But you know, when it comes to social and I've 
realized this through building my own personal brand over on my Instagram. Um, I noticed a shift when I became more real with my audience. So for me, it was when I started talking on my Instagram stories and like really getting my audience to like know me and start to build that community. That is where you, it's almost like a switch where you're building that little community and your followers really know you and you can be real and authentic. Um, so I'm still, um, getting my, getting my footing down on LinkedIn. Um, I'm new to B2B and, and Octopus is my first, um, B2B social role. So I'm still working on that. And I, I feel like I've learned so much from you in that sense. Um, so, but I, I totally agree. Whenever you can be authentic, that's, that's what matters when it comes to social. Um, so we're nearing the end of the show here. And I have one more question for you that I ask all of my guests. And that is, what is one thing you wish your colleagues and other departments knew about social media or being a social media manager? I think the one thing I, I think the one thing I wish they knew about social is that they should be a part of it. That actually it's something that everybody should be a part of because I think collectively we can achieve so much more than as individuals or as just you know just through our corporate channels. So if there's one thing I think that anybody watching this or anybody you know maybe thinking oh maybe I should get involved, please do it because I just think actually don't underestimate the value you have as an individual. Um, you know it's huge and, and we really need as many people as possible collaborating with us, you know, sharing content, suggesting content. Cause that's the other thing I think, you know, I'm based in the UK. I cannot be every, as much as I'd love to say, I'll just jet set and travel world. I cannot do that. So if stuff's happening, that's either topical in a specific industry or that's happening in a specific region, then sharing that insight with us and kind of helping us get those posts up and re- you know, ready for people to share it is, is, invaluable really so for me it's I just feel like social media is something that everybody should be involved with yeah I I totally agree and that is something that I get a lot when I ask this question is people want everyone to know like the value of social and the power of getting everyone involved so thank you so much for joining me behind the post I love sitting down and, and learning a little bit more about your journey and few of the lessons you've learned along the way. So thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for going behind the post. If you love today's show, let's get social and continue the conversation. Reach out on Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn and tag at Octopost. If you don't want to miss a single episode, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more free social media tips and resources, check us out at octopost.com. See you next time.